Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim In the name of Allah most gracious most merciful Islam is an introduction to Islam and its principles by Pete Sida part 2 edited by www.islamhouse.com page 24 The free will of the human being. An important aspect of Islam is that every human being has the free will to choose between right and wrong. Allah, God the giver, has honored humanity with this great gift. It comes with heavy responsibility and on the day of judgment we will be accountable for our use of this gift. Human free will does not in any way contradict the fact that God, the witness, knows everything that will ever occur in creation. Some might ask if God knows that I am going to commit a sin tomorrow, then it is unavoidable that I will do so because God's knowledge is infallible and what God knows will come to pass. Again, someone might ask if God knows that I am going to commit a sin tomorrow, then it is unavoidable that I do so because God's knowledge is infallible and what God knows will come to pass. God's knowledge, God's knowledge of this person's decision does not mean that he or she is being forced to make that decision. Human free will does uh, will uh, human free will human free will does not in any way contradict God's absolute sovereignty over everything in creation. Neither Neither does it contradict the fact that nothing happens in creation except what God wills. Some might say, therefore, I have no free will. My free will is but an illusion. On the contrary, God created within each of us the ability to formulate an intention. God wants us to be able to make our own choices. When a person makes a choice, God, by his divine will, creates the actions and circumstances that allow the person's intention to be carried out. It is God's will that human beings have free will. God is not always pleased with the decisions people make, but he wants them to be able to make these decisions by their own free choice. An example of this is a person's will to do a good deed. A good deed may never be carried out, but God may reward the person for his or her intention to do a good deed. If the good deed comes to pass, God's will allowed it to take place, allowed it to take place, and God will reward both intention and the action. In other words, God, the judge, may reward you for good deeds, willed but not carried out. However, he does not punish people for bad intentions not acted upon. There is no compulsion in religion. From this emphasis on free will, it follows that Islam can only be accepted by free choice. The purpose of a human life is to worship and obey God of one's own free will. Therefore, matters of faith have value only if they are accepted on the basis of freedom of choice. If a person is coerced into accepting any religion, that acceptance is false and has no value. 
God the gentle says, There is no compulsion in religion. Truth stands out clear from error. Whoever rejects evil and believes in God has grasped the most trustworthy handhold that never breaks. And God hears and knows all things. Quran chapter 2 verse 256 <clears throat> the five pillars of Islam there are five obligatory acts of worship that every Muslim must dutifully must dutifully carry out failure to do so is a grave sin the edifice of Islam rests upon these five pillars one cannot be considered a Muslim if he or she denies that any one of these acts is obligatory the five obligations of Muslims are as follows. A. The declaration of faith to testify that there is no true deity except God and that Muhammad is his messenger. This is called Shahada. Testimony. B. To pray five times a day. Salah. These are all obligatory. C. To pay the yearly alms. Zakat. D. To fast during the month of Ramadan, Psalm. E. To make the pilgrimage to Mecca, Hajj. The Declaration of Faith, Shahada. It is obligatory for every person intending to enter Islam to believe and to say, I testify that there is no true deity except God, except Allah, and that Muhammad is his messenger. With this simple, important, and powerful declaration, a person is considered a Muslim. There is no initiation into the fold of Islam. The concepts within the testimony of faith can be explained by analyzing each of three parts within the testimony. The first part, no true deity, is a negation of polytheism. It is a, neg a negation it is a negation of the existence of any true deity other than Allah, God, or any entity that shares in any of the divine attributes of God. The second part, except Allah, is an affirmation of monotheism. Allah is the only one worthy of worship. Muhammad is God's messenger, is the third part of the declaration of faith. It is an affirmation of the prophethood of Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, as the final prophet and messenger of Allah. This requires the unconditional acceptance of the Quran and the authentic sayings and traditions of Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. By believing and saying the testimony of faith, a person rejects all false objects of worship and asserts that God, Allah, is the only one to be worshipped. God is without equal or partner. God, Allah, promises that once a person affirms and sincerely says, I testify that there is no true deity except God, except Allah, and that Muhammad is his messenger, all of his or her previous all of his or her previous sins are forgiven. One's previous good deeds may also be rewarded by God, the most forgiving. Footnotes This negation means that nothing is to be worshipped except God. Nothing has 
divinity except God. None share the attributes of God, and none can be the creator of or sustainer of creation except God, who is without equal or partner. Who is without equal or partner. One may ask, if Islam teaches that all the prophets and messengers are equal, then why does the testimony of faith only affirm the prophethood of Muhammad without mentioning the other prophets? It must be understood that anyone who affirms the prophethood of Muhammad وسلم, is acknowledging all the prophets and messengers of God of Allah that came before him. If one were to testify, for example, that there is no deity except God, except Allah and Moses is a messenger of God or messenger of Allah, this does not necessitate the person's acceptance of the prophets and messengers that followed Moses. May the blessing and peace be upon them all, <coughs> such as Jesus or Muhammad. Praying five times a day, Salah. It is required for every Muslim to perform five obligatory prayers a day, Salat. A Muslim turns toward Mecca when performing these prayers facing the first house built for the worship of the one true God, Allah. This house is called the Kaaba, an empty cube-like structure which is located in what is now uh, Saudi Arabia. It was erected by Abraham Ibrahim, peace be upon him, and his son Ismail, Ishmael, peace be upon him, for the worship of the one and only one true God, Allah. One must remember that Islam does not have any sacred relics or symbols. We are not worshipping the Kaaba. We simply worship God while facing the Kaaba. Facing the Kaaba to pray unifies the worshippers in their prayer to the one God, Allah. Anyone who worships the Kaaba or any other created thing would be considered an idol worshipper. To put it plainly, the building materials that make up this house are no more sacred than any other building materials. These prayers take place throughout the day and night and are a constant reminder of a person's duty and surrender to God. The prayers are a direct link between the worshipper and God. It is a chance to turn to God, Allah, in worship, to give thanks, to ask for forgiveness, and to ask for his guidance and mercy. A Muslim may voluntarily perform prayers more often uh, prayers in the general sense of supplication can be offered practically at any time or place. Paying the yearly alms, zakah. It is a religious duty, obligatory duty for every Muslim who is prosperous enough to accumulate and retain a, a sufficient amount of savings to give a portion of his or her wealth to the needy each year. These alms are called zakah in Arabic, which literally means purification. All things belong to Allah, the most merciful, and wealth is held in trust by human beings. Paying these alms is a way for people who are financially able to purify the ethically gained wealth that God has bestowed upon them. In addition, it is a means to directly distribute wealth throughout society and help the poor and needy. Zakah alms also purifies the soul of the giver, reduces greed, and strengthens compassion and generosity among humanity. The basic rate of these alms, the basic rate of these alms is two and a half percent of the wealth that has been held in savings for an entire year. These alms are levied on savings, not income.
fasting during Ramadan. Saum, a physically able pupicent, a physically able pupicent Muslim must fast during the lunar month of Ramadan. This month is significant because the first revelations of the Quran to Muhammad, may blessings, may the blessings and peace be upon him, occurred during this during this month. Since a year in the lunar, uh, since a year in the lunar calendar. Since a year in the lunar calendar is 11 days shorter than the solar calendar, the month of Ramadan gradually passes through all seasons of the year. Just as almsgiving is a form of full purification, fasting is a form of self-purification. Fasting begins at dawn and ends at sunset local time. During daylight hours, a fasting person must abstain from food, from food, drink, and material sexual intercourse. These activities are permissible from sunset to the following dawn. Fasting teaches self-control and patience. Like prayer, fasting is a way of turning to God in sincere worship. The two holidays for Muslims are Eid al-Fitr, which is celebrated at the end of Ramadan, and Eid al-Adha, which is celebrated at the end of Hajj. Fasting reminds us of the conditions of the needy and gives us appreciation for the simple for the simple blessings we often take for granted, such as drinking a glass of pure water or eating food at will. Making the pilgrimage to Mecca Hajj. Every Muslim is to make the pilgrimage to Kaaba or to Mecca, uh, to Kaaba in Mecca. Uh, once in a lifetime if he or she has the ability and means to do so. Muslims from all over the world gather together for the purpose of worshipping and pleasing God alone, Allah. Millions of pilgrims visit the Kaaba and perform Hajj annually. The rite of Hajj originated from the Prophet Ibrahim, Abraham, peace be upon him, and was restored by Muhammad May the blessing and peace be upon him. The pilgrimage to Mecca compels the pilgrims to break down the racial, economic, and social barriers that may still plague their societies. Uh, Islam, of course, requires chastity and forbids any premarital or extramarital sexual relationship. Uh, so, the, so the pilgrimage to Mecca compels the pilgrims to break down the racial, economic, and social barriers that may still plague their uh, societies. It also invites each pilgrim to practice patience, self-restraint, and piety. The pilgrims wear simple garments that strip away the distinctions of class and culture. Each of these obligatory acts of worship keeps the remembrance of God of Allah alive and reminds all Muslims that from God, from Allah we come, and to Allah we will all return. The Quran. The Qur'an is the final, infallible, direct, and complete record of the exact words of God brought down by the angel Jibreel, Gabriel, and firmly implanted in the heart of his final prophet and messenger Muhammad. May the blessing and peace be upon him. The Qur'an was learned and memorized by many of Muhammad's companions, companions and passed down to us via meticulous oral primary and written secondary preservation through the centuries. The books that came before the Qur'an through God's or Allah's prophets and messengers uh, were also sent by Allah. By revealing the Qur'an, God's message was restored and clarified. The Qur'an is unique in a number of ways. 
Allah, the Guardian, has perfectly preserved the Qur'an and guaranteed it from corruption until the end of time. The Qur'an is regarded not just by Muslims but also by historians of religion as the most authentic religious text among the world's religions. None of the other revealed books have reached us in their original form or language. Some of them, like the scrolls or suhuf that were revealed through Abraham, peace be upon him, have not reached us at all. Over the course of time, parts of other scriptures were, uh, were, rewritten, were rewritten and some parts removed, distorting their message. God did not allow this contamination to happen to the Quran because it is his final book for all humanity until the day of judgment. No new prophet or messenger is going to be sent. If God had not protected the Quran, it would have never reached us in its original pure form. For this reason, God, Allah, did not entrust human beings with preserving the Quran. Uh, divine preservation of the earlier scriptures was not as critical because God continued to send a succession of prophets and messengers to the people. The law as embodied in these older scriptures was not in its final complete form by god's order jesus or isa peace be upon him came with modifications to the law for instance making lawful some things that had previously been unlawful without making any changes to the core concept of monotheism another unique quality of the quran is that it is an amazing miracle in in and in and of itself in and of itself, a miracle is a phenomenon that goes against the natural order of things and clearly demonstrates the direct intervention of Allah, the Almighty. All the prophets and messengers brought miracles from Allah that clearly demonstrated the truthfulness of their claim to prophethood. Abraham or Ibrahim, peace be upon him, survived being thrown into a blazing fire without being harmed. Moses, Musa, Peace be upon him, raised his staff, and the sea parted for him by Allah's mercy. Jesus, Isa, peace be upon him, the son of Mary, Maryam, touched the dead and terminally ill and restored them to life and full health by the permission of Allah. All of these miracles revealed the legitimacy and validity of the prophets and messengers, but these miracles could only be witnessed by the people who were actually there at that time. While the prophethood of Muhammad, peace be upon him, was similarly attested to by various miraculous occurrences, by far the most important of all is the glorious Qur'an. Allah challenges all those who doubt the authenticity of the Qur'an to produce a single chapter similar to a chapter of the Qur'an. It should be pointed out that the smallest chapter of the Qur'an is composed of just three short verses. This has never been accomplished. This has never been accomplished and it will never be accomplished though there have been many people throughout history who would have loved to discredit, discredit and distort the Quran and do away with Islam. God's challenge or Allah's challenge remains open until the day of judgment. One of the Quran's miracles is that it is uh, the pinnacle of literary excellence. It is the most eloquent Arabic prose in existence. It has a style like no other work in the Arabic language, a style that is inimitable. The Quran is for all people and is available to us in its original living language Arabic, which is still greatly used throughout the world by millions of people. The original texts of many other religious books have been lost over time and were originally written in languages that are no longer commonly spoken. 
Not a single word in the Quran is the word of Muhammad, peace be upon him. But all are the words of God. Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, actually did not know how to read or write. He recited the Quran precisely as it was revealed to him by the angel uh, Jibreel, while his companions at his direction recorded it in writing and memorized it. The Quran is the direct word of Allah. Therefore, the Quran is the only book we have today that is known to be authored by Allah alone. There are no other versions of the Quran. Although there are many translations of the meaning of the Quran, they are not nearly as magnificent and beautiful as the perfect plain Arabic text uh, that is divinely revealed. Here is an example, or here is an, a sample of the Quran, chapter 112, of the English translation of uh, of the English translation of its meaning in the name of Allah the most gracious the most merciful say he is Allah the one and only Allah the eternal absolute he begets not nor was he begotten and there is none comparable unto him